1045 The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. It is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone, talking to you on a Thursday night. I am not Jason Martin. My name is Will Bowling. Happy to be sitting in for the evening. And I'll be totally honest. I had a show planned for today. Actually, I had a show planned for Monday. Um, then the chaos of the Daytona 500 happened. was going to move that to today. And then, of course, maybe Brown, I don't know, this time last night. You hear from Adam Schefter that Tom Brady might be heading to the Tennessee Titans, that maybe the Tennessee Titans are the leader in the clubhouse for him right now. So that's the kind of statement that will change a show plan. But for those of you who don't know me, my name is Will Bowling, as I said. You can follow me on Twitter at Will underscore Bowling, spelled like the arena in Knoxville, not like the sport, B-O-L-I-N-G. Digital producer here at 104.5 The Zone. You can find all of the Zone podcasts, as we often tell you, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like I could get that tattooed on my forehead now. I've, I've said it so many times on these shows, but it's Apple, it's Spotify, it's Google Play, it's Stitcher. We're doing a lot of great things there. 11 original shows now that you can listen to uh, on the 104.5 Podcast Network. But tonight, we're not going to talk about podcasts. We're not going to talk about uh, anything like that. We're going to talk about Tom Brady and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so I'll go ahead and give the number here off the top. Uh, the phone number, as you've often heard, 615-737-1045. I want your thoughts on this. I want to hear from you on what you think about Tom Brady. Number 12, perhaps the greatest to ever do it, potentially wearing two-tone blue next season. We're going to talk about that. Uh, because today, it's really been the biggest story of the day here in Nashville. And thankfully, the Titans have have given us in this business, a lot to think about, a lot to talk about during the offseason, especially when you've got one of the greatest players to ever play the game of football potentially looking at joining your team. So today, I, I want to present the argument that I've made in my head all day, and I want to know why some of you are so against this idea of Tom Brady and the two-tone blue, because there are many of you including lots of friends of mine who've grown up here like I have, uh, who I've talked to about this today, who hate this. They hate it. They hate the idea of Tom Brady and the Tennessee Titans. If you're just catching up on this, uh, first of all, welcome. Uh, second of all, this is coming from Jeff Darlington, talking to Adam Schefter, who appeared on the Rich Eisen show yesterday, who says the Titans are the leader right now for Tom Brady. So uh, let's get one thing straight here at the top. Beginning this conversation, this is a win-win for the Tennessee Titans. Adam Schefter said he made Tennessee out to be more of an option than I realized it could be. In his mind, to rank the teams right now, it would be Tennessee, Las Vegas, and New England. I think we all need to pay a little bit more attention here to Tennessee than we thought. That was Adam Schefter yesterday. I don't think there's any question that Tom Brady has a desire to play in Nashville for his old buddy and teammate, Mike Vrabel. And I'm starting to believe the more we hear about this, that if the timeline works out, and that's a big if, 
The Titans have a shot here. Now, here's what the Titans aren't going to do. They're not going to let Tom Brady hold them hostage. Because then you run the risk of missing out on Ryan Tannehill and then what? You might be forced to move up in the draft, which I don't think this front office will want to do unless they really like somebody. Or you're signing another free agent who might not be as good of a fit as Ryan Tannehill was last year. So there's going to be a delicate timeline for how John Robinson and the Titans front office wants to approach the Tom Brady conversation. I I don't think that the identity of this team is completely going to revolve around Tom Brady and his timeline. Tom Brady is going to have to play with the Titans timeline. So this conversation, I think, is a good thing because there are two good options here. Ryan Tannehill is a solid option. He got you from good to great. He got you to an AFC championship game. He has you on the doorstep of going now from good to great to great to potentially special, being a contender. And in the argument of Ryan Tannehill, and there are many, and we'll get to your phone calls coming up, he's proven that he can at least get the Titans close. And it's definitely a lot closer than they were uh, in past years recently. And with more pieces, I think, on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL draft, maybe you've got a better supporting cast to make it that extra step, to make a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill as your starting quarterback. But for me, here's why you bring in Tom Brady. You bring in Tom Brady if you have a guy you like in the 2020 NFL draft in Vegas at the starting quarterback position. If the Titans feel like they have a good choice at number 29, or maybe they're willing to move up a couple of spots to grab a guy like a Jacob Eason, or even wait until the second and see if Jordan Love is still on the board. Granted, this part of the conversation is tough to talk about before the NFL Combine, but for the sake of the conversation, for the sake of this debate, it's an important aspect of of this discussion, right? Because Tom Brady would be the greatest bridge quarterback of all time who allows this team to take the next step right now while you let a potential late first-round pick be mentored by, in all likelihood, the greatest player to ever play the quarterback position in professional football. Now, if you don't have a quarterback that you like in this upcoming draft, I think the Ryan Tannehill argument gets a whole lot stronger. Because then you're sticking with the familiarity. You're sticking with rewarding a guy, right, who in a prove-it contract year made the most of his opportunity. I think these are all good things. But if there's a guy you like late at 29 or within the realm of possibility of picking somebody up that you like at the quarterback position, why on earth would you not jump at the chance to have that quarterback Say it's Jacob Eason. Why would you not jump with the chance to have Jacob Eason mentored by Tom Brady in your locker room as a rookie? Maybe even as a second-year player. Also, you got to think about this. How much do you speed up the development of guys like A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith, and Corey Davis when you have Tom Brady on your roster? It's unquantifiable. Right, it, You can't put into numbers just how big of a jump you might be expecting 
important pieces of your offense to make. Now, we heard a lot of positives off the field last season about Ryan Tannehill communicating better with this offense. At the line of scrimmage, he was making changes that Marcus Mariota just wasn't making, right? Ryan Tannehill was adjusting the play. He was fitting the run for Derrick Henry, and he made Derrick Henry a better player in this offense by adjusting better, by communicating with his wide receivers. He's a big reason why A.J. Brown should have been the rookie of the year, in my opinion. I don't remember which game it was. I believe it was the Oakland game, but you heard the story told on the sidelines that Ryan Tannehill was meeting with his wide receivers in the couple hours leading up to every game, going over one final time exactly what he wanted from them, how to angle their routes right, how to do all of these things. And to me, I'm hearing this, and I'm reading this now, and I'm thinking, well, how much different and how much better are those conversations if you don't settle for good development of your wide receivers, of your tight ends, of your offensive pieces, but you go for the best possible development, right? I don't think there's anybody better to adjust at the line of scrimmage, to make sure the running game is in the right spot, to uh, to run the play-action passing game, and to help out Derrick Henry than a Tom Brady. So I, I want to hear your arguments. The number again, 615-737-1045, because I've heard a lot of arguments against Tom Brady today. I want to hear yours, and I want a non-emotional argument. Look, I I get it, right? Ryan Tannehill has taken this franchise and taken the Titans to a place it has not been in a very long time. And trust me, I totally understand the emotion, the attachment you have to a guy who is not only likable on and off the field, but has been very successful in his time with the Tennessee Titans. But Tom Brady, to me, if you'd need a bridge quarterback, is the best possible option. This team has done good to great. When you're one win from a Super Bowl, you've already checked the good to great box that the Titans set out at the beginning of last season. But with so many question marks, the last thing you want to do, and you can ask the Nashville Predators about this, the last thing you want to do is run it back, right? Because championship teams, they don't even run it back. When is the last time that a team stood pat in the offseason and said, you know what, we like our group, we like our core, even though we came up short of our ultimate goal, let's run it back with the same guys. I've never agreed with that. I've never liked it. And if Ryan Tannehill is the Titans quarterback, I expect there needs to be big changes, like a veteran pass rusher like uh, possibly a young corner, maybe a a young pass rusher, a pass-catching running back that you have to do in order to keep yourself from just running it back with the same group. Tom Brady is no longer a a primary player you build a scheme around anymore. Obviously, Derrick Henry, if he's back in Nashville next year, he's still the foundational piece. He's still what you uh, move your offense around. So, That begs the question, why not Tom? Why are we so afraid of change at the quarterback position? I want to hear from the people who are so against Tom Brady coming to the Tennessee Titans. I want to hear your arguments. There are a few good arguments. I want those. What I don't want is what I saw on Twitter right before I came on the air, where I legitimately saw a Titans fan arguing that he didn't want Tom Brady here because of the amount of new Titans fans that would annoy him.
right? That's, that's not a good argument. I do not want that argument. I want legitimate arguments of why you think Ryan Tannehill is a better option than Tom Brady. Because here's the last thing. Here's the last pitch I will make on my side of this, of why I think Tom Brady is the best option. The AFC, until further notice, officially runs through Patrick Mahomes. Teams in this conference, until Patrick Mahomes is thwarted and stopped by a a new and better and bigger quarterback, which I don't think is happening anytime soon, teams in this conference are going to start scheming and tooling and picking their rosters specifically to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's, that's how you do it, right? You, you get a player and a scheme and a, a team that is that good. That is how you counteract a talent like Patrick Mahomes. You tool up to beat him. And you know who's beating him? It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. So, so far, the reasoning I've heard today is mainly emotional. I, I don't want to invalidate that. that. That is a valid feeling from Titans fans. Many of you think that Ryan Tannehill has earned this job and earned the money that he is asking for. And these are all good and true things. But it does not change the fact that you have a franchise-changing player and leader who raises the level of everybody around him interested in becoming your starting quarterback. We're going to take your phone calls next. Spencer, Mike, Charlie, you're all on deck. 615-737-1045. Loaded lines as we come back. This is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Zone. Sunday. Tune in for the Pennzoil 400. Coverage of Las Vegas starts Sunday at 1.30 on 104.5 The Zone. Six on 104.5 The Zone. couple phone lines if you want to jump into our Tom Brady discussion. Number as always, 615-737-1045. My name is Will Bowling, filling in for Jason Martin tonight. Here until 7 o'clock. Find me on Twitter at Will underscore Bowling, B-O-L-I-N-G, on the social medias. So if you missed the first segment, I've laid out my reasons of why I think Tom Brady is the best pick and we're taking your phone calls at 615-737-1045, talking about maybe you agree with me that Tom Brady is the best option for the Titans at quarterback. Maybe you think that Ryan Tannehill is the better choice. My three reasons. I think, A, he's the best option to mentor a new quarterback. Two, he raises the level and quickens the development of everybody in the offense, really everybody in the facility. And three, he's your best chance to beat Patrick Mahomes. We start with Spencer in Murfreesboro. Spencer, you're on the zone. Welcome in. Will, how's it going? Good to hear you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Good. Hey, uh, so my reason as to why not to bring Brady to Nashville. Okay, hear me out. You know, Ryan Tannehill had a little over half a season and look where he took us. You know, I mean, took us to an AFC championship, played his heart out, you know, led this team. The chemistry he built, you know, with him and Derrick Henry with that beautiful run pass option that they've that they've, you know, dang near perfected and getting AJ Brown in the mix is just, you know, outstanding what he's done in, you know, a little over half a season. 
know, you bring Tom Brady in, being as old as he is, he's got, what, maybe two, three years left? I understand you're saying he could be a, a, a good bridge quarterback. But, you know, you could have Tannehill for the next five to seven years and let him grow in this team, in this scheme, growing his, uh, you know, relationships with his receivers and his running backs. You know, you bring Tom Brady in, yeah, I'm going to admit it as much as it pains me. He is the greatest quarterback of all time, and he could be a great mentor. But look at two or three years down the road where we end up with a quarterback who either, A, is unmentorable, or, or two, he's just not as good as we thought he was going to be. And then, and then where, do you, where are you at with the quarterback? It's, you know, I, I think he's, Tom Brady's declined over the, you know, the past two years or so. So being, you know, a starting quarterback, you know, looking at him last year, just didn't didn't play like he has the past, you know, five or six years prior to that. I mean, you know, obviously it's going to come with age, but I feel like Tannehill is the best option. You know, look, we beat Patrick Mahomes the regular season. Yes, he was banged up a little bit, but we did it. So, I mean, that's all I got. Uh, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, thanks for the call, Spencer. I, I think you make a lot of good points specifically about the mobility of Ryan Tannehill. And quite honestly, I think that's the best argument for Ryan Tannehill being the better option than Tom Brady is his mobility in the pocket. Because it, my concern of bringing in a Tom Brady is how can he hold up against, or, or not against, really with an offensive line who is predominantly there to run block. I mean, you got guys in Roger Saffold and Nate Davis who were good run blockers but struggled a bit in pass protection. But I, I do think the counterpoint to that is, well, how much better does working with a guy like Tom Brady make a Nate Davis, make a Roger Saffold? Because those guys have never played with a quarterback who's adjusted protections and brought in the expertise that he has brought in. I, Spencer, I, th- I think you make good points. To me, the biggest priority for this team is you're A, getting a guy who you can win right now with, but B, I think it raises the level, it raises the expectations of everybody the second Tom Brady walks into that facility. And I don't think you can put a number or put a value on just how big of a difference that would make. Because this team has tasted what it's like to almost go to the Super Bowl. But for me, I would rather have the guy who has been there and done that time and time and time again. And even if you don't win one while he's here... He brings the experience and the expectations of what it takes to get there. And I think that is a long-term uh, a fix for this Titans team. Let's go to Charlie. He's been waiting patiently for us. Uh, wants to talk about the Tom Brady discussion. Charlie, welcome in, man. Hey, I'm in there. Uh, this is Charlie. I'm down in St. Petersburg, Florida, but I moved here from Nashville about a year ago, and I still listen to you guys daily almost. Love that. Hey, my, my real quick question is, Uh, your focus is Tom Brady's ability to mentor. Who has he mentored? I mean, we can can talk about Garoppolo, but he was there for six or seven years, and he came up in second place uh, or third or whatever. You know, because you're great at what you do does not mean – you are a great teacher or a great person to elicit and, and, and offer wisdom to everybody else. Brady is phenomenal. 
but he's also on the downhill side. Tannehill is a great guy, and he's on the uphill side. I haven't seen I, – I, one of the things – I've never been a New England fan, but I've never seen where New England is developing the next person. When Brady leaves, who's going to be their quarterback? I honestly cannot name the second-string quarterback in New England. So mentoring, to me, requires showing some experience doing it. Anyway, my turn to hang up and listen. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Absolutely. You Florida loves you. <laughs> we appreciate the call, Charlie. And, it, you know, it's honestly a perfect transition because you've led me exactly to my next point. Uh, in doing a little bit of research on that, because, you know, in formulating this opinion and in doing the research today, I kind of had the same question, right? Who has Tom Brady mentored? So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, first of all, is the first guy you think of. Uh, he said back in a 2017 training camp interview that Brady was like a brother to him. His exact quote was, after so many weeks in the season, guys start to get tired and pack it in. But Tom Brady just keeps grinding. To do it for such a long time, I'm telling you, it's one of those things you feel like a robot doing it for 17 weeks straight. Garoppolo says his preparation is, is so impressive. So that's obviously the, biz, the biggest example. Then you have the story of what Tom Brady did when the Patriots brought in Randy Moss. Tom Brady did something that is, is not common in a Belichick locker room where lockers are ordered by alphabet. The Bs are beside each other. He spent a lot of time beside Drew Bledsoe when he first got there as a rookie early on in his career. Tom Brady asked for his locker to be moved next to Randy Moss's. And, and there's a lot of stories on this. You can look it up. Matt Castle has talked a lot about this uh, in countless interviews over the years, um, but said that instead of having big conversations between Tom Brady and Randy Moss. He was having quiet conversations away from everybody, not trying to show up what many would perceive as a prima donna wide receiver who doesn't want to be shown up by anybody, not even Tom Brady. Said he would talk and understand the temperament of every single player he was working with. This is a guy in Brady who was sitting in on meetings who he had zero part of. This is a guy who reportedly over the years... It, goes to position meetings that he quite literally has nothing to do with in order just to sit and listen and have a conversation with the guys around him. This is the guy that spends 16 hours a day on football, attends meetings that are not with his position group, to say the least, and everything changes the second he walks in the building. We were talking about that off the air with, with pretty much everyone that's walked in this building today. Uh, during the workday at, uh, at, here at 104.5. That's been the overarching thing that I think everybody can agree on. The second Tom Brady puts up that number 12 jersey, has the press conference, and just walks in the facility, everything changes. You're looking at three or four primetime games, a couple of Monday nighters. You're not going to be playing the Thursday night uh, matchup of death against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That seems to be the first game in Sharpie on the NFL schedule every single year. You're going to be playing big teams on Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football. And no, you don't sign a quarterback just so you can play on Monday Night Football. But it, it goes to show, it's just another sign that everything changes when a guy like that walks in the building.
Yes, there are additions that will also have to be made, but we'll get to that uh, here coming up in a bit as well. Let's go to Joseph here in Nashville. Wants to call in and talk Tom Brady. Joseph, welcome in. Hey, man, I just uh, I want to say this is why you're playing in Tom Brady. You got two years. Uh, what if Derrick Henry, say you bring that back to Hill and you bring back Derrick Henry, um, and Derrick Henry gets hurt, what do you have in Tannehill? Like, do you really have enough? Like, you've seen what he can do or what he's done with no running back in Miami. But so, so can you can you really bank on Tannehill? You're rolling the dice on Tannehill at that point, and uh, by him not producing and turning into what he was in Miami. So bringing in, I feel like bringing in Tom Brady and letting, to your point, Jacob Eason come in and sit behind him and learn, I feel like you would have more of a franchise quarterback and a better chance with, you know, a a mentor behind Brady and with the weapons that are already on the field. You know, Tom Brady can adapt to what he has on the field if Derrick Henry was injured. I'm not sure Tannehill can do the same. Yeah, Joseph, thanks for the call. I, I think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right. Because you take away, when you pay a guy like Derrick Henry, you're taking away a lot of the risk in the what-ifs of if he gets injured. If there's a team like Kansas City did that just loaded the box and you have to pass over that box in the playoffs. You take away a lot of those what-if scenarios by having a guy who has been there and done that. Yes, he's 43, but you're getting a guy who's basically another offensive coordinator at the quarterback position who not only is going to develop the next guys, uh, he's also going to give you a better plan B. Because let's face it, whoever the Titans bring in to play quarterback is going to be the plan B. As long as Derrick Henry is on this roster and is running even remotely close to the way he did at the end of the past two seasons and at uh, during this playoff run this past year, Derrick Henry's your plan A. But Tom Brady, to me, is a better plan B and gives you a better potential plan A in the future if you bring him in. Rick and Chuck, you're on deck when we come back. Talking Tom Brady, the number again, 615-737-1045 if you want to join the conversation this is the Big Six on a Thursday night on 104.5 The Zone. Zone 104.5 The Zone. The Smash Cast with Mark Howard. The brutal fact about the Predators, why I don't believe that there's a Band-Aid solution, really. They have trouble against speed teams. And Carolina's number one lines just skated rings around them. I mean, they the Preds I literally couldn't catch them. They, every time they were out in the ice, they generated a chance. The Predators are not a speed team anymore. Subscribe now. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Big Six on 104.5 The Zone, talking Tom Brady and the Titans. Sitting in for Jason Martin tonight, my name is Will Bowling, at Will underscore Bowling on Twitter. Glad to have you with us wherever you are enjoying the lovely traffic on a Thursday night. Maybe you're past it by now, you're lucky. But we're talking Tom Brady. The number is 615-737-1045. We go straight to the phones for your reaction on 
whether or not you agree with me that Tom Brady is the best option for these Tennessee Titans. We'll start with Rick. Rick, welcome in. You're on the zone. Hey there. Um, Tom Brady owns New England. He's like God there. He can do anything he wants. Okay. Ryan Tannehill comes in, number one quarterback in the NFL. Titans are averaging almost 31 points a game. And you let him go, I think you fracture that locker room bad because all the stars start looking around going, if they don't take care of Tannehill, they're sure not going to take care of me. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't blame them. And, well, I, I think well, when you bring in maybe the greatest player to ever play the position, I think players understand that. I mean, well, I there are a lot fractured. of players in the NFL that would love to play with Tom Brady. I said fractured. It'll split it down the middle, trust me. And, uh, you know, I, I just I don't think it's a good idea because he once he starts that ranting and raving and cussing and raising Kane the way he does, he's going to lose a lot of that locker room. Yeah, thanks for the call, Rick. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't buy the fact that there are players out there that are going to really pitch a fit about not playing with the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, come on, I, I, I understand the, the thought behind that. You know, I, I think you're really going to fracture that locker room more if you don't bring back Derrick Henry. That's the guy I think is going to make a lot of players think, well, if Derrick Henry can carry you to an AFC title game and not get re-signed, well, then how am I going to get re-signed? That's the guy I think is really the one that would fracture the locker room. But look, I mean, these are professionals. I, I, I don't really buy into the fracturing the locker room kind of narrative on a lot of things. I think these are guys that would jump at the chance. I think there are free agents that would want to come to Nashville just to have the shot at running it back with Tom Brady as your quarterback for a couple of seasons. Let's go to Chuck. He's been waiting patiently from Bowling Green. Chuck, welcome in, man. Hey, Will. Appreciate it. Enjoying the show. And, uh, Thank you. Long drive across Kentucky tonight. It's a great signal, too. Um, totally agree with what you just said. Holy cow. Uh, you got you got to bring back Derek. You have to. Um, as far as Brady, <laughs> I got to disagree with you. I got to okay. go the opposite way. And the only reason, and, and I say this, I, I know he's got another year under his belt from what we saw this year, but we've got season tickets to the Titans and watched him last year. And oh my God, I mean, you talk about having the key to his, uh, having his number, having the key to defeating Brady and making him look like an old man, making him look like a stumbling, bumbling quarterback. And I understand he, he's look, he looked a lot better this year than what that game proved. But I just I, I look at it with Tanny. In, in the limited amount of time, the young receivers that he's got bring back Derek. I I just have a hard time saying bring Tom in. And if you do, you're right. I mean, they have to win a Super Bowl two years. If you don't win a Super Bowl, then that that that's a fail. That, that that's a that's an F minus if you don't. But I, I really like the way that Kenny will play this year. I like his leadership on the field. I like the I, I moved here from Texas and I know a little bit about him when he was at A and M years ago. And I just like the guy. I, I like the leadership. I like his I like the way he plays quarterback. I, I did like the way that Marcus did, but to see this guy step in and win games and have the success from this year, wow. I I'm 
I really would like to see him come back. And I don't hate Brady. Patriots, and I, I don't like that whole deal. I mean, I'm a Titans fan, but he is the GOAT. I get it. If he comes in, I'm going to cheer for him loud and clear. But I really would like to see the element of success, the tools that you had on the field this year. I understand, but to me, it's it's not about standing pat. It's improving of what you got in a limited amount of time that you had, Tanny Hill. Bring him back, giving getting even more a couple of more tools, a couple of a better defense than what we had. Uh, let's go win it. Let, let's take it out to Mahomes and see what he can do. Yeah, thanks for the call, Chuck. Um, you know, it, it, you raised some good points, and obviously fans are going to be attached to a quarterback that has taken your franchise to a place it's really not been in a long time. If you look at the numbers from this past year with really no help, Tom Brady still threw for 253 yards per game. And, and Ryan Tannehill, yes, was really good and fit into this offense really well. He threw for 228 yards per game, Tannehill did. The number that I think is most in Tannehill's favor, 9.6 yards per attempt. Okay, well, it's an offense that really threw downfield a lot, completed 70% of his passes. Before the 2019 season, though, Tannehill averaged 7 yards per attempt in Miami. You look at Brady's numbers from this past year, about 6.5 yards per attempt. His career high was... Eight yards per attempt back in 2007. 60% of his passes were completed. His lowest since 2013. Just to lay all the numbers out there. So obviously the the biggest need you're going to have if you go the Tom Brady route, you've got to get a pass-catching running back pretty quickly. And preferably a guy who you would draft in the late first or second round. A J.K. Dobbins kind of running back. Because you think of all the years that Tom Brady has been winning championships in, in New England... It was with Deion Lewis, it was with James White, it was with Rex Burkhead, it was with a lot of small pass-catching running backs that made his life a whole lot easier back in the pocket. The Titans don't have that right now outside of Deion Lewis. And it was reported earlier today, of course, that Deion Lewis, if Derrick Henry is back, is expected to be cut by uh, the Titans organization, which, which certainly wouldn't surprise many of us here. Let's go to Marcus on a cell phone. Marcus, welcome in. What's going on, man? Uh, I, I've been listening to you, and you, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. I didn't know lips could be so big that you could reach them all the way across Tennessee to all the way over to the Patriots and kiss his butt. But we do not need Brady in Nashville, man. Dude, you are killing the dream of anybody that builds a company all the way up from his bootstrap, and then you just want to give him away. Tannehill did his thing. We do not need Brady here. You always, Everybody always talking about all these stats and stuff. Look at what the man did. We are, okay, he didn't do that in Miami, but he came to Tennessee and he got knocked off his butt where he couldn't even play. Then he came back as a man. What anybody should do, when you come back as a man, you step up and you do your job. So Tannehill did his job. He deserves to stay to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. reason we don't need Brady because then it's like we're buying a championship and we might not even get a championship. And we'll really look stupid if we didn't get one and we spent our money on Brady. Why would we spend it on Brady? We don't even like him here. And, and I don't think anybody would like him here. So, dude, stop trying to put this in the world that we need Brady in Tennessee. We don't need nothing. We just need the team that we just had to come back and kick tail like we did last year. Tighten up, baby. I'll hop. Marcus, you know what a lot of Titans fans need? They need a championship. Okay? Tom Brady's pretty good at that. In case you haven't heard. Okay? You, you say that Tom Brady's not liked here. I don't even know where to begin with that call. 
I'm, I'm tempted to just ignore it and go to whoever's next because it can't be worse than that. But you say that Titans fans don't like him. Well, I, I, I've got a feeling that most of the people that are so against this right now, the second Tom Brady holds up a number 12 jersey in two-tone blue, they're going to be liking him. Okay? They're, they're going to like him a whole lot because a lot of those fans that loved Ryan Tannehill this past year didn't really care for him in Miami either. So I, I don't buy the fact that Titans fans, oh, they're just not going to like him. They've, they've beaten him the past couple of years. Titans fans need Ryan Tannehill. They need to run it back. No, they, they need a player that can win them a championship. And Tom Brady is that player. Let's go to Chris. Chris, been waiting patiently. Chris, how's it going, man? Okay. I'm going to make this really short, but I'm going to make it very simple. All right. First of all, can't wait for Jason comes back. Second of all, here's three reasons why the Titans should not sign Tom Brady. Tom Brady is 42 years of age. 43. 43. I don't care if you have him for two years. No, you do not invest into a quarterback, especially when you already had a quarterback on the squad who's probably going to resign with you if you want to pay up the money. Second reason, the Titans don't need a quarterback to achieve it to the next level. They need to get a pass rush to get in quarterbacks' asses like Patrick Mahomes, who wants to go down the field and then right after halftime do it right again. All right? Third and lastly, you don't want to use a first-round draft pick like you just said on a running back when you're going to re-sign Derrick Henry. I don't care who it is. The pass rush is more of a pressing matter than a running back. Man, you got it all wrong. I don't care if it's Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, Phillip Rivers. It could be anybody, but not Tom Brady. Well, Chris, I think to your point, the answer is at pass rusher is going to be in free agency. You look at that free agent class, and, and that's going to be where you find that answer. Uh, we'll, we'll answer the rest of that. On the other side, this is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. With Titans free agency to the draft, no one, no one beats zone coverage. 104.5 The Zone. Final segment of the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Sitting in for Jason Martin. My name is Will Bowling. Glad to be with you on a Thursday night. Talking about Tom Brady and the Titans getting your reaction on the phones. Let's go to Ali back on the phones. He's been waiting patiently. Ali, welcome in. What's up, Will? I feel like I'm the only one that agrees with you. Thank you. Uh, you seen the light. Means, like, if we get Brady and I, if we can win a Super Bowl in the next two years, sign me up. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want a Super Bowl like now, not in two, three years down the road. Sign me up if it means the greatest football of all time is coming to Tennessee with a chip on his shoulder to prove to the rest of the world that he's not a system quarterback and wins a Super Bowl. Absolutely sign me up. Like, what is everybody thinking? This is the GOAT. The GOAT wants to come to your team. You don't say no. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for the call, Ali. You know, I, I honestly think, too, that most of the people that are so against this right now are going to be the ones buying the number 12 jersey. When it's held up at that first press conference and you hear everybody buying in, you, you feel kind of the excitement about, you know, th- this team's expectations to win a Super Bowl. There's something exciting about that that the Titans have not had 
since they've been here. The expectation to win a Super Bowl raises the level of everybody in the building. And here's the last point I'll make for this. Because Amy Adams Strunk and this Titans organization has made some tough decisions. They fired Mike Malarkey after going to the divisional round and beating Kansas City. And they said, you know, we want to go from good to great. They took the risk and bet on their ability to find a guy like Mike Vrabel to take the Tennessee Titans from good to great. And that's exactly what they did. I think in this scenario, Ryan Tannehill, unfortunately, might be another Mike Malarkey. He might be, and I say this very unfortunately, because Ryan Tannehill did a great job in limited work this year for the Tennessee Titans. But Ryan Tannehill took you from good to great. To me, Tom Brady is the pick to take you from great to contender. And it's the same risk that the Titans made when they chose Mike Vrabel over Mike Malarkey. Bill in Nashville. He'll be our last caller here on the Big Six tonight. Bill, welcome in, man. You're on the zone. Yes, thank thank you. Uh, um, I believe Tom Brady will come here when I see it. Uh, um, Being in New England as long as he has, I don't have anything to back this up. But uh, uh, my hunch is that the negotiations with Tannehill are not going well, and they're throwing this out there to let Tannehill know that, hey, we have other options, and if you don't get with the program, and you're not going to get top dollar here. So um, at another point that, nobody has brought up is how much of it is Brady and how much of it is Belichick. Sure. it's a good point, Bill. I uh, appreciate the call. And you know that I, I, I could see a scenario where maybe, you know, the Titans are, are, are putting something like that out there, but I, I don't see that being the case here just based on where the source is coming from. Coming from a guy in Jeff Darlington who knows what he's talking about in that area talking about the Patriots and talking about Tom Brady. I think if this was another source, if it wasn't Adam Schefter really kind of making this statement himself yesterday on Rich Eisen's show, then, then maybe I'm, I'm believing that. I'm looking at that as a bit more of a possibility. But just based on the source, I really think there's something to this. And, and we had this conversation back at training camp. Had the conversation that this was going to possibly be happening at this time of the year. And here we are. So believe it or not, the Tom Brady rumors, they're only going to grow. We'll certainly be talking about that all week here on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Appreciate you letting me sit in with you on a Thursday night. Appreciate Jason Martin, all the great work he does uh, here from 6 to 7 on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, But thankful to be able to sit in this seat and be able to talk sports with you all. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Will underscore Bowling. That's like the arena in Knoxville, not like the sport. B-O-L-I-N-G on Twitter. Check out all our Zone podcast content as well. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. I really am going to get that tattoo someday. Uh, We'd love to talk sports with you there as well. That's going to do it all for me on a Thursday night. Appreciate the conversation. Be good. This has been the Big Six.